every day the, the house was full of different noises of cooking, of smelling. Of, it, it was really incredible. I still have so shaving about my body to speak about that. And I, I'm so happy today to work with food because it brings me all my past and all my memories that I capture. Maybe by have my family behind me. It, it brings me a lot of strength. I really enjoyed my conversation with Emily. If you want to listen to someone who is absolutely passionate about food, especially pastry, who dared to change her career in finance to pursue her passion and went through periods of doubt and challenges to ultimately do what she really wanted to do, then listen to this episode. I hope you enjoy it. To get started, maybe you could share what you're doing now. Today, I'm executive chef of pastry brand in Nuremberg in Germany. The name is Staffelsier. This is a pastry of German pastry, but of French product. And I've been working for this company for more than two years now. And uh, we belong to a gastronomy group where there is different restaurants, a catering company as well, and bakery and the pastry brand. And I've been running the pastry brand, yeah, for two years now. And my rule is to work on the different topics of the company. We have a lot of products like uh, really French well-known product, a lot of things like éclair or pain au chocolat and all the really famous recipe that you can find in a typical French shop. I saw a little smile when you started talking about pain au chocolat and, and I wonder what got you attracted to this? For me, the food is an evidence. This is a field where I grew up and uh, which uh, gives me a lot of power, which brings me a lot of things, a lot of strength. So when I talk to someone about food, it could be salty or sweet, but I'm more into sweet things. Yeah, it's something which is really important for me. And all the time I have plenty of ideas about developing some product, about, um, oh, can we do it? So yeah, for me, it's something which coming from my heart, I would say, and from my heart, from my family, from my past. And this is something where I'm, yeah, it's an evidence today for me to work in this area. And you said it gives you a lot of power? I grew up in a family where food was really important. My grandmother used to cook a lot and uh, I'm coming from Paris, but my, all my family is, is coming from the south of France and um, where the soil, the, um, the land is really rich. So you can get really a lot of product, which have a lot of taste, something really intense. And so I grew up with this kind of behavior that, yeah, every product brings you a lot of happiness. And um, my grandfather, for example, used to say every meal should be a party. And it used to be that actually. So all the time when I spent time with my grandfather for holidays, every meal we used to celebrate something. And I remember that I... When I stand up in the morning and then I, I, I woke up and the, the whole time, every day, the, the house of my grandmother was full of different noises of cooking, of smelling. Of, it, it was really uh, incredible. And I still have so shaking about my body to speak about that. And yeah, today, I, I'm so happy today to work in, in this area, to work with food because it brings me all my past and all my memories that I captured. Yeah, I have my, maybe I have my family behind me. 
something strong. It, it brings me a lot of strength and uh, yeah. A lot of strength. I'm hearing a lot of uh, joy as well and happiness that your grandfather used to say meal should be a, a party. Yeah. Um, and for you, I could picture you like coming into your grandmother's house with lots of food, smells and smells, no noises as well, because yeah, you wake up in the morning and then you've heard, you hear that something is happening in the kitchen, something is roasting, something is cooking. So yeah, you, you have all these things in, and yeah, you just want to be part of it and to do, and it's so great to share this kind of simple things actually. So simple things and, and you wanted to be part of it. What role were you taking then? When you were a child? When I was a child, I, I used to, to bake with my grandmother. Well, to bake, it was like she was preparing a dough for a tart and then she gave me some leftovers and then I could do my home tart by myself. So it was not a big thing, but for me, it was so amazing to be able to do my own tart and then also to heat the dough, the raw dough, which is so good. All the, all these little things. And, and the thing which we, which was also really nice is that the recipe that she had came from our grandmother. Yeah, grandmother. So you have the feeling that, okay, it's not something like a simple thing, but it's big heritage that you have. And then you have the history of your family, which is here behind of you, and you are building something with the heritage of your family. So yeah, and for, for that, I was super happy to, to be part of it. It's just a, a sharing of, a moment of happiness of peace and happiness as well. What about the meals itself? I, I just wonder where was there the most uh, joy, right? I mean, your, your grand, grandfather used to say it's going to be a party. Everything was important. The preparation, for the preparation, I was only part of the sweet things, only the pastry. The, for the, the proper meal, yeah, I was so happy to be part of it because I love to eat, really, I love it. And I remember that, I don't know, I was like four years old and I... And my grandmother used to cook a lot of things, different things, different mushrooms, different flavors, and different product of meat as well. And she used to give me everything. So it means that, yeah, even if I was four years old, I could eat all the mushrooms. I could eat all the different uh, meats. So then it, it helped me, if I can say that, to, to build my taste. And I've, I've been building it since, yeah, for, I don't know, I'm, I'm 42 now. I would say I've been building that for 30 years old. Because when I was with her, then I, I could enjoy everything. I could dis discover the different product, even if it was something difficult to eat. Or because, yeah, normally when you are a little kid, you, we give you only simple things. But no, I was really part of the meal with the whole family. And then we were the our family, so foster us, I mean us, because me and my cousins, to be part of the whole bean and to taste everything, even to smell, to smell the wine, to also to build our taste. And I really like the salted and the sweet things. But for me, it's really important to start to eat everything since you're a kid, because then it helps me. It helps you to build a really big ecclopedia of taste. And you said you love to eat. Yeah, sure. What do you love about eating? <laughs> wow. Which what I, I, I love to eat everything. It's, it, for me, it, 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 it creates um, a lot of, it, it, it brings me a lot of feelings. When I eat something, it's, it's, it's not only eat. For example, I, as I said, the soil in, in my family was super important. And uh, for example, my uncle. Uh, spend a lot of time, used to, well, maybe he does, uh, he's still doing that. 
but to spend time in the forest to 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 find the right mushrooms, to find the right herbs, and then and then when my grandmother cooked a dish, she she took this product from my my uncle because she knows that this this producer did a really good things with some tomatoes, for example. It was everything was on purpose in the dish, and so then you can when you hit a tomato, it's a simple tomato, so it is a tomato with a, a lot of flavor. And then when you hit it, for sure, it, it creates in your palate a lot of explosion. And uh, so this is why I was talking about feeling because yeah, when I'm eating, it brings me a lot of emotion, a lot of things that I really love to eat. What about your activity today? What makes you so passionate or, or what brings you joy in what you do today? Well, today I have the chance to work with my passion, which is pastry. More pastry than salted food, savory food, because yeah, I'm more sweet teeth, I think. And yeah, the thing which I like, it's I can share my passion with my team, with my, with my boss, with my, with my customers. And I, I, for two years now, I can exactly express myself and to do what we want to do. Can you elaborate a little more? How do you express yourself through your pastry? For me, it's to have the right recipe. This is a simple product. You don't have, you don't need a lot of uh, details. You don't need a lot of decoration. Actually, a professional lab with a lot of decoration, it's not at all the good one. The better one is the simplest. We need to have the right products, the right raw products, sorry. So the butter, the milk, the chocolate, the flour, sorry, I have the word in German, all all the ingredients. And so starting from the basics, as I started, as I learned from my grandmother when I was a little girl, so to have the right product and to have the quintessence of the right product, to, to get the right one, the better one. So for the butter, for example, to get a really good one from, from Normandy, which is super fat and uh, with a lot of taste to get the chocolate, for example, we can do it by yourself and add in our whole product inside, but everything should have to be on purpose and we, we need to, to take time to find probably the right ingredients and then making the recipe for the recipe. Again, I'm really passionate, but I'm not uh, really uh, a chef. I'm just really passionate. And, but then following the right recipe on the right way. And again, respect the recipe, respect the way. So for example, with a bain chocolat, you have to do it. You, you, you have to, to take, to, to prepare your dough, but for a long time, you need to let it cool for a couple of hours and then coming back to work again on the dough. All this process takes time. And if you do it, everything in a row and everything super speed, then you won't respect the ingredients. So this is why for me, it's really important to take time to respect the recipe, to respect all the steps, and then you will have the right product. But it's only, it's for me, it's passion and respect about the product. I wonder, so there is a lot of respect. How much can you innovate? How much can you improve on the recipe? I think you can improve it. It depends if you, if you don't have the right product, you don't have the right raw ingredients, you don't have the right method how to do it, then you can improve it. But if you have the, the, the right things, if you have the right product, the right methods, then you cannot improve it. it it's just perfect. 
And, and it's also important to realize that what you're doing, it's, it's okay. It's perfect. So then you can go with another thing. It's important to push ourselves to, to, to do something better, but it's also important to realize that, okay, what we are doing for the moment, yeah, it's good. We achieved our goal and then we can continue to, to do it. So I would say it's not an improvement, but I would say it's not so difficult to do a really beautiful Vargevola once, but it's much more difficult to do the same pain chocolat every day, but like a hundred, a 200,000, I don't know, this part is super difficult. So then once you get the recipe, it's how do you find a way to be, to industrialize that, to find also the strengths with your people, to be able to produce the same thing every day. This mm. is how, something which is super challenging. I've got to ask you, what makes a perfect pain chocolat? You need to play with your five cents. So your highs, your noise, your hands, your hands, and your mouth, for sure. And the first, the pain chocolat should be big, fluffy, shiny, with the eggs on the top. You need to see two chocolate bars. So first, when you see it, you see, oh, wow, I'm not fighting to it. And, and then when you take it, it has to be light because if it's too heavy, then it's it means that dough haven't been made properly. So yeah, and then when you bite it to it, you can hear the crisp, the crispiness of the par chocolat. Then you have first the crispiness, you feel the, all the lights, the light dough and with a lot of uh, butter, but not too much, it's a balance. And then you bite into the intense dark chocolate, which give you as well a nice balance because then you have the sweetness of the dough with the butter, with the sugar, and you have the yeah sour parts of the chocolate. And then this is how you get something really nice, really a good, a good balance between sugar and the savory. And uh, yeah, and that, and this is perfect. And then, and all these molecules playing into your mouth and then you can just yeah, enjoy it and yeah, you are totally, you can Everything is melting into new walls and it's perfect. Yeah, this is that chocolate. I know, I feel much closer now to what it feels like to be passionate about food. And, and you alluded to this earlier, it wasn't a straightforward path to get to where you are now. So I had been working in trains for, yeah, roughly 10 years. And I did this job because I really didn't want to do the same thing that my father. My father was um, got several restaurants as well in Paris. Also, I didn't really like to be the the, the daughter of um, restaurant owners because it was really tough. He, he, he used to work a lot and uh, the evening, the weekend, and so I really hated that. It it was really heavy for me not to be able to see my father and. Uh, and, uh, and for me, the restoration, it was not uh, a direction at all. So then through this way, I think I totally blocked the vision that I could work in food. Because for me, the world of food was, it was only the restoration and uh, it, it was not possible to work in, in these things. It, it has a really big impact on my vision. 
for my professional vision. So then this is why I, I write in finance. And then, so I, I, I did my job. I did it properly. It was okay. But yeah, I, during this time, I, I was missing something and I was not really, I, I really had the feeling when I got up in the morning to go to, and to, to take this away, Paris and so on, to, to go to the fabrics actually. So it was really something really, oh God, so boring. But I said to me, okay, this is life. This is the adult life. This is how it has to be. And that uh, I needed to have balance again. And when I came back home every day, not every day, but uh, yeah, a lot of, uh, I used to cook to bake a lot. So then we had a lot of uh, friends at all, family. And for me, it was so great after a, a big day of work to go in my kitchen and to bake a lot of, to, to cook and bake a lot of things. and. Uh, and I started to buy some books and I, I love to, to recipe books and, and I could spend, I don't know how many hours to read the recipe and to understand how it works. Why do we do that? And what's the reaction? If we miss the recipe, why we, we did that? The interaction in between molecules interests me a lot. I, I used to do that for 10 years, but not nothing else. And when I was. 30 years old, I got uh, the present pastry, uh, a pastry edition in the Ducas uh, uh, school. It was for me the first, the first cooking lesson that I had to do. And I had the choice to, to do, to learn several things or to go to, for, for sweets. So for sure, I, I went to pastry and, and then I arrived to, to, to the lessons and it was a lesson for four hours or something small and we learned how to do baba, we learned to do shoes something like that. And this, this lessons was for me a total revelation. So I was, I heard and I wrote all the words that the chef said. So I wrote everything. So I, 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 I was totally into the lessons. It catch me so much and, and yeah, I really enjoyed and I, I was like a totally addict to the, to the lessons. And then when I, when the lesson was over, so I was outside and all my hands from my, from my body were so straight. So I, I had frills into my body. And I remember that at this time I, I called my partner and I told him, okay, so something happened. I don't know what I'm going to do, but something happened. I know that I want to work in pastry. I know this is the field where I want to go. I don't know who, I don't know when, but definitely this is where I want to go. It was the first time that I, that I got a need that I have to do that. Yeah. It was something really strong. Then uh, I continued to, to work in finance, but I, I used to, to do a lot of three recipe to for sure, I, I felt I, I missed a lot of recipe and I, I did it. I don't know how many cakes or of things I did in order to understand how it works and why I, I felt in this part to do it again, to do it again. And, and I used to say to my friend, okay, let's see, I'm not a Pinot. And if I want, I will pass my, uh, patisserie, which is the first French pastry exam. And so I used to say, yeah, if I do something wrong, then I, I will do my, my, my pastry exam and then I will change my career. But yeah, let's see, let's see. And I said that for a year. 
And at the end of the year, well, a lot of my friends said, okay, that's enough. Now go ahead, pass your pastry exam, do it, follow your goals. And I said, okay, why not? And um, so I decided to, to do it, but I was still working in finance. So in the day I was, I was working in finance. So it was a day up with uh, all the business guy and so on. And in the evening I had a, a pastry chef who was a dog and helped and taught me how to bake. So I had a really big, uh, big intensive days this time with two girls as well. So it was really intense, but I was really happy to, to do it because I was driven by my passion, by my needs. When you are in this kind of mood, that's okay. You, you don't count the hours. I followed this reason for a year and I got my past exam. So I was proud of And my teacher told me, yeah, I'm alone in my company and this is too much for me. And I need someone. And when I see you and you are so geek actually, because I, I really like to learn and I really wanted to understand everything, how everything was working. And I told me, yeah, maybe we can working together and having a partnership together and say, okay, why not? I did the jump and I quit my job and then I became a pastry teacher. So it sounds easy as you say it, but you went from probably earning a good salary in finance to doing this. How did you make that choice? Yeah, about earning, yeah, it's important. We have the chance in France that if you want to build your company and you want to quit your job, then you can get adults for two years and getting equivalent salary, which means that, okay, I jump into this new world. But in the same time, I had the security of the, of my, of salary. So I would say the hardest part actually was not the, the first two years because you have this kind of production of salary and because it's new, you are so strong with your passion, with what you want to do that don't feel the fear because everything is new. The hardest part was not at the beginning, but it was after. What type of fear did you experience? Well, to, to fail, to have enough money to pay your taxes at the end of the, of the month, to not be able to, to project yourself in the future. This is really hard. So when you've been working for a, in a company in finance and then you don't have to worry about your salary, not at all because you earn enough money to do a lot of things and to buy what you, whatever you want or whatever you wish. But now it's not the same. Because, okay, you do what you want to do, but it's not the same salary. Not at all. No, but you were worried of, of failing. So it sounds like you took a step down in salary. Um, but then there was also the worry that, okay, is this going to work for me? Yeah, because you see that uh, at first you're building your company. So you don't have that fixed salary. So you need to fight yourself. You need to fight to find, to find customers to can business ways to a successful company. And when this is your own company, and for example, in pastry, so you're, you are your own chef, but you are the accountant person, you are the business part as well. So you need to be everywhere and, and you need to find the right business way to, to be successful and, and profitable. And this is super hard because you, you need to learn everything at the same time. So everything that you do will have an impact on your salary. So yeah, for that, it's not comfortable at all. Just to 
get a little perspective. When did you actually make the jump to start the pastry school? I was 30, uh, 35. Okay. So you're 35, first two years, so all the way to 37. And then you said there was some fear of failure and the difficulty of having to handle so many things on your own. How long did that last? I think, I guess, I never stopped to fight. I was fighting all the time to get what I wanted. Because I knew when I got my revelation after the Ducas lessons, I, I knew that I didn't want to be a pastry chef. I knew that because um, I like to bake. I really like that. I really enjoy to read the recipe, to, to eat for sure. But producing every day, I already knew that it was not for me. But what I used to do in my job in finance, so being in the business part, running big projects, being in relationship with the customer, it was something that which, which interested a lot and which, and I think where I was pretty good. And I, I really wanted to have, to, to find something in between, actually. I, I just wanted to do the same job that I used to do in, in finance, but in pastry. So sailing cakes, it's, well, it's so easy for me. Sailing finance, oh God, no way talking about finance every day. But it's quite, it was quite hard and, and I, at this time, I, I was working with my, my teacher and I was building my company. And so then I, I and during these two years, I, I did different things, which, uh, which learned me a lot of things. Before finding my, the work that I wanted to have, being in between business and pastry, I needed to learn pastry. I needed to learn how to do a nice pain chocolat. If I know the product, then I, I can sell it or I can work on it, into it. So I did it for that for two years. At this time, I was living in Paris and I, I had some personal changes in my life. And my partner was living in, in Germany, in Nuremberg. And uh, during these two years, I was living into between Paris and Nuremberg. And at the time, I, yeah, we said, okay, we need to choose. And so I decided to move in Germany with my two girls. When I arrived there, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know if I should continue my role with my dream in pastry or if I should go back to finance. And so I took a couple of months, but really few, okay, to settle it, like a foreign or something like that, to think about what I'm going to do. And it was, and I see that in my mind because in my mind that I didn't want to build my company here to build the pastry shop and so on, because yeah, it, for me, it was already a big gap to change the country, to come with my two girls in the country where I hardly speak any German. So, well, I, I started to contact different companies to get in touch with them, to see what I could do. And, and I, I made the director of uh, a French school uh, spoke about my story and she said to me, okay, next week we celebrate the birthday of our school. We have caterer for the salty things, for the savory things, sir, but not for the sweets. Are you into that? And I say, okay. And it was for a hundred or 150 persons. And I said to me, okay. Why not? I never did that, but okay, why not? I, I know how to do it, actually. I know. I told people I work in different catering company, but 
doing that by my, by myself. No. So I jumped into that. So I, I did it. Uh, so at this time I, I'm back at home in my kitchen without, yeah, without any security things. And it was really something like, uh, it's, yeah, DIY, thanks <laughs> kitchen, but it works. And, and then the pros of this city, this area where I'm living here and that's, it's quite tiny. So if you do something, well, people are talking a lot and they talk to you and they, they hear about what you do. So one event, another one and so on. Then I, I, I started to get a lot of offers, a lot of, yeah, a lot of demand to, to work for them. And so I started to do that and I say, okay, why not? It works. And I don't have to look for some customers. And this is how I started. So then I, I did, I, I, I had to build my own company here in Germany, which was Super tough, really tough, because they asked me to pass another exam and so on, which I, I didn't want because I didn't think that it was really necessary to do it because I actually I had all the competence that I got with my diploma in France. So I had to struggle a lot to get it, but finally I got it, but it was really hard to go through the German red tape administration, I would say. Really hard to do it, but I succeeded. I did it. And then this is how I started to, I would say, ride in my past three world in Germany. So I did that for more than a year and I was okay. It was okay, but it was tough because I was alone. I found a kitchen I, where I could bake and so on. So it was, so everything was clean. I had my own company, but I had to do everything by myself and I had to buy all the product to, to bake in the morning, then to deliver, then to invoice them, then to find new customers, then to create some offers. So it was really intense. And a year and a half after I got pregnant. And so I continued to do that with my big penny. So really, really tough. I think this is the moment where I got the really big fear. I continued to do it to, to work for my whole pregnancy, which was hard, but I didn't have the choice because if I was sick, I could not get any money. So it was really tough. And I, I had still in my mind that this is not what I want to do. I don't want to produce. I don't want to, I, I need to find something where I can be better, but this is not the way I, I want to do. And this is all. I came to, to the Abbey and found, uh, because I need to find strengths to help me to build myself. I guess I went through a big storm. A big storm came into my life. A wonderful storm. But when this thing is happening, then you, at the beginning, you have a lot of joy in your house and a lot of strength and you say, okay, and a lot of hope. Because you have something in, into yourself that you feel that, okay, this is for the first time of my life, I feel that I want what I want to do. You're driven by, by, by your goals, by your dreams. So then you do it. But there is a point where, yeah, your dream is not enough and, and you need the security. You need something which can help you to beat yourself and to be sure that, okay, this part of my life was quite difficult. I was producing cake for a different restaurant. I was uh, organizing different events of, as a caterer. So I was working salt in uh, savory and sweet food. I also did a 
a TV show. I organized French conference of uh, tasting products. So it was really rich what I did. It was really nice, but from my learning, it was not enough. I was not the same security that I used to have before. And at this time I was pregnant, so I think the hormones do not help at this time, but I, I, I project myself. It's the way that I'm, t that I'm taking, it's not the right one, because if I want to succeed in it, the solution is to open my own bakery or pastry shop. But I realized at this time that no, I was not able to do that. I was able to work in food and I really wanted to do that. Because I knew that I could bring something interesting to companies. And with my past of business and my passion and my knowledge of the food. But it's so hard to get through that because you need to convince people. I passed a lot of interviews. I got so many people who told me, no, well, this is not the good way. So you need people who are working in food for a long time since the beginning. When you are in between, you'd say, you're like an hybrid things, and then people looking at you like, oh, what, what's this strange thing? So that's it in food. And everyone around, surrounded me told me, no, food, you want to work at food here? Oh, well, in the company of food? Oh, well, forget it. You won't find anything and so on. So it's hard when you are driven by your dreams, you have a lot of strengths. And then in front of you, you have this kind of people who actually reflect to yourself, they, they hold fear because they failed and, and you need to see, okay, no, I will do it. I will find the job. And, but at this period of my life, yeah, I knew that I need someone to help me. I need someone to hold my hand and to say, yeah, this is the way that you can take and let's take this way together. And this is what I did with, with Derby, with Baba. But I think Derby helped me a lot. And I remember that at first meeting, I was so lost, so I don't know because I, you are full of, of fear and uh, it's the worst part of that you can have because the fear blocks you. And I was like uh, 39 years old, pregnant. And I said to me, okay, what did I do? And uh, I'm pregnant. I'm going to have a kid in uh, a couple of uh, weeks. Onwards. And uh, yeah, and this is my job. I don't earn enough money, but I really want to work in that because I know that I'm relevant. I know that I can bring something because I know about what I'm talking about. And, uh, but I don't know who still the, oh, do I want to do that? Like the revelation that I got, it was like seven or seven or eight years ago when I got seven years ago, it was the same. I don't know. Oh, can I, can I get a job or what kind of job can I get? Exactly. What kind of job can I get with my, these two competence, I would like to say. And then also you can, you feel, you are thinking about the, the, the future. You're thinking about that you have kids, that's your, and you need to, to, to succeed to that. You have to, and how can you cope with this situation? And, and so now that you've got that insight, you can look back and there are people who are in this situation. What advice would you give to them? Never give up. Don't hear the people who, who will tell you that, that you will fail or you won't never if something, but be able in the same time to look at yourself, to put yourself into question and to say, okay, am I doing the right way? So maybe I'm, I want to work in this area, but maybe this is not the right way. And uh, if you have a hard day, okay, have a rest, have sleep and start again and start again with new things and go and go ahead. 
and put a step, put a step, never go back. You can just stop just to observe the situation where you are and say, okay, what can I do? Maybe it could be just a little things. Maybe it's just that, okay, I'm going to call this person or this person. Maybe it could be that, but you did something more, but never give up. And when you are driven by a dream, it's so precious that, yeah, you need to treat this dream. You've been really inspiring and, and sharing very openly your story. And, and I wonder, can you share one person or, or a few who inspire you? The first person coming up, it's my grandmother. Because this is her who gave me the, the love, the passion for food. This is really her. This is my grandmother. Yeah. Fantastic. Thank you for sharing your story and the dream and the path, which is not straightforward. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Derby Podcast. I hope you got a kick of inspiration to follow your passion and purpose. If you like this episode, feel free to subscribe and please leave a review on your podcast platform. It will help others get inspired by these stories. And of course, feel free to share this episode to your friends. Till next time, dare be yourself.